Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action Forward News Team. Hello, this is MTG Action Forward News, your news team for keeping things fresh in the multiverse. I'm Mr. Commodore Provide, providing you new ways to lose your friends. We have Big Tuck, your breaking news source. Yes, and as I've also, I'm often known to say, when Mr. Combo is about to go off and I'm playing with blue players, show me the counterspell! <laughs> Screamy Gee getting caught up on meta traffic at the Weatherlight Report. Oh, I'm bringing you the beat on the street. Then we have the head of CMD Tower himself. Not again. <laughs> well, it looks like the Virilliant Plague is back for a sequel. So, uh... Part two. Even more tokens yeah. dying. Yeah, everybody uh, get your cloth ready. Loincloths. So we're going to start off the top of the cast, latest in Carnage that ensued with... 40 <laughs> and a dash! So, uh, I have this awesome... Whoa! I believe we have... Oh! A giveaway winner to announce! Yeah, you know we do. I'm doing the butter. It's We're doing, doing, the, butter. doing the butter. Some people call I legitimately talked about the butter with our uh, kitchen manager not one day ago at work. It's a great dance. Uh, yeah, I know. We we talked about it. It needs to come back. Even better is that we're announcing the July giveaway winner of the level one promo that will include those four different Japanese mystical archive cards that we've been announcing on Brew and Bill, Brews and Builds all month and a CMD Tower playmat and a hunter pack of sleeves. So fake drum roll, please. Or should we say dice shake? Ooh, there we go. There those aren't dice. Those are Mentos. He's a liar. Oh. It's uh, Tim McLaren. Hopefully. Do you want to shake a Mentos? Do you? There it is. That's the Fanta song, but I was working on it. We're, we're getting Hopefully somewhere. Hopefully like, you have a McLaren that you could drive to the post office to get your giveaway. So oh, thank don't you, drive Tim. to the post office. You're going to hit a weird curb and f*** the whole thing up. I was going to say, you could go back into... Oh, wait. McLaren's not the same thing as the car. That was what? What's the one from Back to the Future? That, Oh, you're oh, thinking that's of the a DeLorean. DeLorean, yeah. What's a McLaren? A uh, McLaren F1, type it car. in, it's like the, the original fastest car ever. Oh, okay. So, Tim, thank you so much for being a supporter. Thank you for, uh, you know, listening to news, uh, watching Brews and Builds, and, of course, supporting our sponsor. And back to your regularly scheduled programming. Boop. Uh, so, I don't actually have any games to talk about. Uh, I haven't what? played Magic. In multiple weeks. Wow. Oh, so uh, that's a thing. Um, I did, though, play. I uh, was at the lake this last, as uh, it'll be two weeks ago. And we got to play Game of Thrones Catan, which I've been oh, yes. itching to play for so long. Uh, long story short, it is actually a little bit different than normal Catan, uh, as in they don't give you a lot of explanations of stuff, which is a little, little frustrating. Um, yeah. And I'll just say that the dice were not in my favor. So uh, I definitely proceeded to uh, uh, take swigs of Patron straight from the bottle and pass out in bed. So Squee, any games you want to talk about? Oh, God, no. Um, <laughs> oh, I promise, boys, I'm, I'm working on this. I had a day off this weekend and I was excited to potentially play Magic, but then Mr. Combo was out of town. And then I also realized when you get a day off every three to four weeks... Well, yeah, you probably should clean your house and do laundry and dishes and like generally, you know, catch up on all the things you haven't done for the last three or four weeks or three or four months or six months or wherever we're at. So I've been catching up slowly on that. But Squee, I do have a uh, challenge for you. Okay. You are a notorious night owl, aren't you? Uh, when I can be, other than today... Recently had to get up at, at five in the morning to go to work every once in a while. So the night what would owl you thing say has in the been... last three weeks, you've had more than 10 nights where you could be a night owl or have you been a night owl? Mm. Where are you going with getting this? old? Like it, it, it's almost like past uh, midnight now. It's getting rough. I'm like, trying anyways, to do this I'm, whole lawyer. I'm going to hear you. Yeah, where are you and... going? Where are you going here? I was just about to say, because if you stay up till like 3 a.m., you could probably just do your laundry then, but you, you never took the bait, so I, I think I just, staying up till I'm, midnight is kind of a night owl for me during the week. It's insanity. 
Yeah, but he usually doesn't get home till like eight or nine. Oh, that's so true. It's like yeah, then yeah. it takes you a little bit of time to wind down or whatever. Right. So it's I like, would like to shower and like not just like go straight into bed, wake up, go straight to work, and then live in this time continuum of I don't even think know about what it, the tuck. world is. Yeah. He wants to wash his own pair of dice after I see. a long day. I understand. I do. I mean, not he, only do I want to throwing them I around. Need to, I need to. <laughs> yeah. get, getting snake eyes all day. <laughs> not only do I need to. But I do want to as well. Wait, reverse that. Not only do I want to, but I do need to. to. <laughs> Not only do I need to, I want to. I want to. Both, All right, both ways work. It's, it's a reciprocal thing. It works both ways. Please save this section of what's, or 40 Life in a Dash. Do you have any games to talk about? I do. I have two from last night. Oh, um, thank with God. The yeah. Uh, so the first, we played uh, with this one cat who is notorious. She she kind of has a... Is this uh, the 20s? We're calling people cats again? Yeah, she kind of has she a... a cat? Wait. She was not a oh, cat. Oh, yeah, I guess you could... Is it possible now to identify as a cat? She might have been a kitten, but she has a uh -oh. kind of notorious... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, reputation for playing decks that A, have legacy legal cards in it, like the Power 9... Oddly enough, yeah, right. it's very strange. I I was like, this must have happened well before I was here, because that's not gonna happen. Uh, and playing <laughs> decks that are pretty degenerate. So uh, the first game, she played a Gitrog monster combo and beat the table on turn three. And then we were like, yes. "Are you happy? Good. Okay, great. We're gonna continue." Uh, I could have. I bet I she though, was. I bet she was thrilled. <laughs> yeah, and then we just like kept playing without her, but. It was like based on discard and I had a waste knot out. So had we been able to like track it, I think I might've actually gone infinite with her and made like <laughs> infinite zombies and stuff. But anyways, so then we played a normal game after that and the guy who won it totally sandbagged it late until late in the game. And he won it in such a way that like, I couldn't even be angry. He was playing a Reaper King deck, Mr. Combo, which you're very familiar with, but yep. it had a lot of scarecrows in it. I was like, where are you going with this? And then he had a Panharmonicon out and was playing Scarecrows and Changelings and stuff like that, right? And then he was like, okay, I'm going to play this thing. I'm going to blow up Panharmonicon and something else. And we're like, okay. Then he's like, All I'm right. going to write of Replication kicked on Reaper King, which is like 25 permanents. <laughs> Which yeah. was pretty much all of both of our both of the two remaining players' boards, and he had to kill Panharmonicon, or, or else he would have had wipe board. all of his permanents as well. Well, actually, that's not true because he could just uh, stack his targets on the same one, and it would sure. just the other ones would fizzle. It would just happen, yeah. So, yeah. anyways, he was like, "Okay," and I was like, "Okay, I'm not even angry because that's like such a ridiculous thing." Then the second game, the the same player played a stacks deck. And literally, no one could do anything for like the entire game. It was all the pieces. It was Grand Arbiter. It was disgusting. And literally, the only reason why I won the game is because no one drew a board wipe. And I happened to have four 1-1 humans at the beginning of the game that no one <laughs> took care of because no one could. I was playing my humans deck. And slowly but surely, I whittled her, her life down and killed her. And then everyone else had exhausted their resources just trying to play the game that no one could beat me. So... Two questions. One, was it Hamburger Demon Poop playing the uh, Stacks deck? Have played that. Will never play that no, again. No, it was. This was local. This was all local in person yesterday. That was completely uh, satire. I okay. was just uh, saying that because he's our notorious Stacks player. Uh, no, but it was second, second question. How in the world were there no board wipes, yet there was a Stacks player on the board? She plays it. It doesn't really make sense. She plays it to where, like, the idea of that deck is that people like can see fair stacks. They can no, God no. It's With like heavy, it's like a, heavy quotes. No, 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 no. It's it's not fair at all. It's like the idea is okay. that the board gets locked down such that people like like people will quit before a combat phase is entered. Oh, I, I mean that, that. that sounds yeah, like, exactly. That sounds that, like just general stacks. That's how that game. That's how that wins. But she, I mean, she plays like mox diamonds and all of her decks like i don't think she had a permanent that cost more she, i think she had three lands the entire game and still kept us locked down uh counter spells all that stuff so but again one one humans cannot could not be beat and big tuck took it home which felt great well that's gonna wrap up 40 life at a dash now to cover what's going on in your local multiverse what's the plane chase well um 
you know, normally we always try to tie something into Commander, EDH, something like that, because that's primarily what we're all experts at. But today we're just going to talk magic in general. Also heavy quotes, experts. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> bunch bunch of drunks and potheads that uh yeah, some, yeah, some that's that's all right. uh so what we thought would be fun is to talk about these three new mechanics that are going to be exclusive to mtg arena because quote unquote you can't do it in paper and we're just going to talk about you know the mechanics in general but i think it would be fun for each of us to be challenged how would you make these mechanics work in paper if at all so, yeah. yeah, if you guys haven't heard of them, uh, I will read them really quick and what they do. And then we're just going to kind of go around, do a little discussion. Sure. So we're going to start with the first one. The first mechanic is called Seek. Powerful tutors grab a random card from your deck that matches specific criteria. No shuffling and no time spent looking at options. It just grabs a card that works out of your deck and the game keeps moving. So first we'll do Squee, what's your overall thought on the mechanic, and then we'll go Tuck myself, and then we'll just spitball, see if there's a way we can make Seek work in paper. So Squee, what are your thoughts on the mechanic Seek? I have one question, honestly. Is it a tutor? Really? Random? Technically a tutor That's grabs anything tutor. out of your deck. Yeah, I guess, but like... You tutor for things you need, and this is potentially <laughs> not what you need. I think so, I think you've identified why this is not why you have identified <laughs> my problem with this. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's generally just a like go grab XYZ card. I of of the the bunch, like I don't mind it. I in person don't think I would run it all that often, but you know, sure, if you wanna if you wanna to to takes God good grace and and see what you get. Spend All the power wheel. to you. Yeah. All right, Tuck. What do you think? I don't care. Like I just don't. I mean, it's just like it's just silly. Like this is this all right, not a Chadwick whole. Bozeman. Calm down. What? I don't care. Oh, okay. Black Panther. Come on, God. I don't know. I don't. I haven't watched those movies twenty times a piece like you. Also, hot oh, takes. Civil War. Out. Civil War. Not great. Um, oh my god! I stand by it. Get the f out of so, here. So yeah, I mean it's fine. I don't watch them twenty times, and that was that was a good one. So I think this is fine. Um, I do like the fact that it's like sort of powered down, and and it's got like brackets around it. Like for example, the one that we've seen that's been most you can remove sort of from that talked about it is powered down. Is each player seeks a non land card with mana value two or less. So it's like a fairer version of this sort of thing. It adds like a, an element of randomness and like fairity, I guess. So I think it's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I don't play. I also don't play arena ever, nor have I ever played historic. So I really have no frame of reference of if these were needed or not. Um, I really like the mechanic and the reason I like it now, granted, I don't play arena ever even though i did download it on my phone and it's supposed to be my bathroom uh game or newspaper but have yet to load it it takes like take four it takes like 20 minutes to load every time you boot it up <laughs> <laughs> uh but i do vaguely remember when i used to play on arena tutors were one of the things that you really just didn't have a ton of sure, other than yeah. like an evolving wilds uh random uh uh fetch card for a land, something like that. Ramp, God, I was drawing a blank. So I like this because it allows you in your kind of constructive deck building to like, ooh, I have this really strong card I want to be able to try to get. And up until this point, from my past experience, it's been more, well, I got to draw cards to try to get to it versus, oh, well, if I put the right seek card in here, I could go grab one of the three of whatever's I need because it's the only one that fits the criteria. So sure, I yeah, like yeah. it because it does cater more to the person like myself where I like to be a little bit more streamlined. It doesn't need to be over-the-top competitive, but it does give me a little less randomness online. And okay. I will say yeah. I will I will say this that it is it is a unique take on a tutor that can the the varietal that they have on it can only be done online. 
That'll take no, us to it, our next topic. Yes. Let's check. Uh, Squee McGee. Go ahead. Give us, give us your two-minute pitch on how you could make Seek work in paper. All right. Not only are you wrong, Big Tuck, this can work in person, but it comes with a heavy caveat statement of whenever you play a card that has Seek written on it, everyone at the table goes, oh, my God. What the f*** are you doing? Why are you doing this to all of us? Because what you're going to do is pull out every possible card from your deck, then shuffle those cards together, pick a random one, and then yeah. put it onto the board or into your hand or whatever it's choosing to do at the time, says the card. And then you have to put all your deck back together and then shuffle your deck again after you shuffle the specific cards out of there. And then there's going to be a lot of people at the table that are like, hey, I don't think you shuffled that very well. I think you just put a lot of those cards on top of your deck or in the <laughs> middle of your deck, and I think you know where they're at. So then there's going to be this whole back and forth. Uh, sounds plausible, sounds great. Sounds like a very feasible, like a- fantastic. It sounds like an infinite combo that you just asked somebody who was like, well, do you want to just like play it out or do we all just quit? Great. So I'm going to cast it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to seek for a two drop and I'm only packing two drops. So we can either play yep. this out for the next 20 minutes while I shuffle four times after this. I think we already have we already have this mechanic in uh, paper. It's called tutoring. Uh, it's called uh, mystical, uh, uh, enlightened, uh, 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 and otherwise. You shut your mouth. We are you finished with your argument? You still have thirty uh, seconds left. I, I do have thirty seconds, and I may use that thirty seconds. In, in fact, I think this would make people think a little bit more about what they're tutoring for. Because if you're angering the board that much in a commander game, I know this isn't for commander, but if it was for commander, you're going to get hated out of the rest of that game because you just spent six or seven minutes of people's lives shuffling your deck and shuffling it again and trying to find a card and then eventually telling people what that card was and or playing it. And then once you find that card, I'm sure there's another rigmarole that you have to explain and probably involves searching and shuffling your deck. So uh, make them legal. Let's do this thing. If, if you do that rigmarole for 12 minutes, you're better as well win the game. Boom. Two minutes on the spot. Big Tuck. I want to hear you. You think I'll, this could work? Nope, nope. You go, then I, no, I finish I, seat. I, no, you go. I want to hear what you have to say first. Go right ahead. All right. You clearly have it prepared. Put two minutes on 100%. I'll put, I'll put two minutes on the clock work. right now. Uh, All right. You could absolutely make this work in paper, but you couldn't make it work in any of the constructed, s- constructed formats like standard, modern, uh, Crap. What's what's the other one? I can't remember. It's like the bridge between modern and standard in paper. Pioneer. Pioneer oh, Legacy Pioneer, Vintage. Pioneer, yes. You could you couldn't make it work for any of those. This is the perfect mechanic for either commander or unglued. Because we already have weird things that happen in unglued, and that could be like a cool like thing that they add in there. But I think the more important one and where I'm leaning is we already have companions that give deck restrictions. I think you could do a design with Seek to where it's a deck restriction that your deck has to have whatever it's seeking. So then you are just, let me just shuffle, flip, flip, boom, I got it, I move on. It's kind of like a uh, that that one uh, spell that, um, I believe it has Storm, you shuffle your library, you reveal the top. Oh, mine's Desire. Yeah, or- you get to an X or whatever spell, you get to cast it. Um, and I can't remember if it's a storm card, but anyways, it's just a random shuffle. You reveal to you hit the non-land card or whatever. You play it. You put the rest on the bottom at random. It they could desire. do some sort of deck <laughs> restriction where the legendary creature says, "Hey, uh, everything in the deck has to be three CMC or less, four CMC or less. Has to be a single mono color, whatever." And then the seek thing is no big deal. You're seeking. The deck's already done. We already have commanders that have restrictions, and I think that's the way to do it. <laughs> hey, Mr. Combo, what are you doing over there? Seeking. Hold on. Just seeking. That, okay, so my, my argument as to why this doesn't work is Mr. Combo already complains about how long games are, so any mechanic that you do this is just going to make correct. games go longer as you're shuffling your library. And the, the other thing I don't like about this in Commander is like they already they already had to redo companions to get to this however i think you're i think the point that i agree with you the most on mr combo is having this in something like like your commander cube or unglued cubes or being able to have it in some format like that where you do have a smaller card pool and you only have to go through 40 cards or 60 cards instead of 100 right i think to your point as well that would also make some really interesting deck limitations when you're drafting or building it up in a constructed format 
when you're like, okay, could, should I take this powerhouse or should I take this thing that's going to be more consistent to get to? So that would be the way to do it. Um, the way that you can do it in Commander is you just play cards like Diabolic Tutor and go get what you want. There you go. But you already complained about that. What, tutoring? Yeah. I, I believe not, not I don't last like it week either. you said that was bannable. So here we are. What, Demonic Tutor or Diabolic yeah. Tutor? Any any tutor for that. When did man. I say that they were bannable? After we talked about banning the other cards. I mean, what, whole breacher? It's a slippery slope here. No, it wasn't the whole breacher episode. Anyway, no, it, was. it was whole breacher. <laughs> yeah, that's my time. Because it was whole breacher goes, opposition agent goes, demonic tutor goes, all tutors oh, go, and that's yeah. yeah how but that's the, like the that's an argument goes. to the ridiculousness of the whole breacher ban. That's not just something I go around saying broadcast still support out to the world. It. All right, well, we're moving on to perpetually. Uh, so perpetually is a permanently change the characteristics of a card, no matter where it goes afterwards. Uh, and obviously taking advantage of uh, the arena's ability to alter cards no matter where they go during gameplay. Powerful benefits and unique changes add strategies found nowhere else in Magic. An example, a creature gets uh, perpetually minus one, minus two. What that means is if that creature was a two, three, it would be a one, one, whether it dies, goes to exile, shuffle back into your deck or into your hand. So Tuck, how do you feel about perpetually? I am a bigger fan of this than the other one. What? Okay. <laughs> Is that surprising? Oh, you, you like you like screamed it. Oh, no, I just like it. Uh, I, <laughs> I think why I like this is because this is just putting a name to things that already exist. And the one that comes to mind for me is like um, Masquid Nexus, like all creatures that you own in your hand, mm. in the blah, 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 whatever, like the, those all become a creature type, right? Like that's the only one I can think of. So I don't think it's that far of a stretch. And there's also things where it's like secretly choose something, right? Or write something down. I mean, you, you could think of painter servant. You pick a yeah, color and everything's abso that color. Absolutely. Yeah. Another great example, right? So like, I think being able to play that and make it more weaponized to a specific card or a specific, like not a specific card to be like goblin, but like this card in this hand, this card in play. Like, I think that actually is kind of a pretty interesting thought experiment. Um, and, and, and I think there's a lot of, of applications for this that would make for very unique plays, uh, especially in commander, which is like more of a one of format. I love this mechanic. Yeah. Be because it does something very cool for the defensive aspect for magic, because think about it, you know, no matter what format you play, sometimes your opponents play those big bomb spells and it's like, mm -hmm. God, how do I deal with this Blightsteel Colossus? Or, you know, they, they have a Void Winterer out there. How the hell am I to deal with that? Yeah. And usually it's like, well, I could put it on the bottom of their library, but they could probably just get it back. Or Blightsteel, I could give it enough negative counters, but it's just going to get shuffled back into the yeah, library. Yeah, right, 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 right. And so it's cool that if I could say, hey, you're whatever big thing, it's always a zero one tree. And then even if they bounce it back to their hand, it's still a zero one tree. I still dealt with yes. the threat. Um, it's just cool that the resources that I spend can kind of deal with that threat. No matter what my opponent decides to do with it, I, I just think that's very interesting. Um, mm -hmm. And I can't wait till we get around to talk about how we could possibly maybe do this in paper. But Squee, how do you feel about perpetually? I think it's a cool idea. And hey, like, three for both three. Of you said, right. like, it already kind of exists in Commander in some fashion or another, maybe not specifically as such, but I like it. I think it's a very interesting thing, not only defensively, but offensively, and we'll get into this here in a little bit, so I don't want to dive too in, too much into it, but I, I think that in a game like Commander with a mechanic like Perpetually, you could potentially stack Perpetually on top of Perpetually and have multiple Perpetuallys. And I think that's very interesting. Well, and, and I mean, and I guess we'll just dive into it because that's how could we make it yeah, possibly sure. work in paper. Uh, Tuck, we'll start with you. Do you think perpetually something that they could get creative to figure out how to make it work? Uh, my, I believe in the theory of Occam's razor, which is the easiest solution. The simplest solution is usually the easiest. So here's what you do. You can take yourself a piece of paper. You tear off a sheet, uh, tear off a piece of that paper. You write down what the effect is. You put it in the card sleeve and give it back to them. Problem solved, everybody. Well, so uh, are you done? You you get your two minutes. 
Uh, oh, and then the other thing is on that same sheet of paper that you bring, like everyone usually does, you just write what the card is. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay, so that absolutely can't work. Um, mainly because <laughs> when you put the piece of paper in there, now unless they're going to... I felt like a bait and switch. Get, well, it's because when they tear it, that they'd have to tear it and get it in there and hopefully it stays. But you remember, Wizards always plans every card they print has to be able to be played without a sleeve. So that only works if they have a sleeve and it gets shuffled back in. But okay, I think so how many how many times uh, have you played uh, uh, Commander no, no, you're, without you're, you're someone done. having a sleeve deck? You're, you're, you're done. such an edge case. You're done. Uh, uh, <laughs> your two minutes is up. You're biting into my time now. Oh, uh, God. So what, the way you could do it for any format is everyone usually, at least for the 60-card formats, always has a notepad with life totals, and like they'll write down like cards that get revealed and all of that. They would just simply write it on their notepad that that has it. The challenge, though, for Constructed is that they do f uh, multiples of. So just because you said my blood artist sure, yeah. got perpetually negative one, I might have three more in there. How do you know what blood artist? So I don't think you can make it work for paper magic uh, for 60 card Constructed. But for Commander, I think it works beautifully purely because we're a one of unless you're in the weird boat of Relentless Lats, Persistent Petitioners, and Shadowborn Apostles, and Rat Colonies. Or Seven so Dwarfs. The four, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so th those would be the only ones that I, I don't personally have a solution for it, but I think if they wanted to make it work, once again, I think this is where they could implement, well, Commanders based off of Legends, let's have a legendary creature that grants the deck the ability to have Perpetual, perpetual. in it. Yeah, it's almost like you need a Rakdos commander if you want black cards in the deck. You need a perpetual commander if you want perpetual cards in the deck as well. I'm interested in this. I, I think because I remember the debacle of buying a precon and I can't remember the name of the commander, but it came with 1-1 one, one flying tokens and it came with lifelink tokens and it came with death touch tokens and it yep. came with all of this bullshit, which was admittingly impossible to deal with honestly impossible to deal with there was just little cardboard cutout little octagon looking things oh that the token oh yeah, all, those were yeah trash. you threw those all over the board and it was a goddamn shit show i dismantled the deck after i played it once because i just didn't have the patience to deal with it that was different and you could also stack those on top of each other you could have a bunch of flying tokens on one creature if you want which is just a disaster um I think you could make a a version of a perpetual token, which I would I would err towards not the pen and paper route of of uh, you know 1950s past and maybe a, a little bit of what everybody does with their tokens right now is take a marker, have a perpetual token, and it has a name on it that you can write very easily with a little marker. Put that out, and then it sits out there. See. Like, then you don't have to worry about the paper. You just have this token out there. And I assume if you're playing a perpetual token, then you're going to be playing the same card multiple times, and you can use this marker as the card itself. Actually, Squee, I think you're on to something, but you're off just a smidge. I don't know if you we got you into Magic when this was out, but Tuck probably remembers uh, when we would draft way back in, like, Eldritch Moon, I believe, they would have these yeah, werewolf. They'd have these werewolf oh, the tokens flipper, in there. Yeah, yeah, and one mm -hmm. side was an actual magic back, um, and then the other side was literally a big thing with a bunch of check marks of. Oh, I do remember had, that. Yeah, yeah, I do yeah, remember and that. What you would do is you would just go mark it for whatever it was in your deck because that that was kind of what I was talking about with the sleeves because the cards were double sided. That was yeah, their right, solution right. to it. So they could actually do that for perpetual. You know, they already give us those stupid filler cards, and Lord knows we all have enough zombie tokens. Yeah. They can just start throwing <laughs> perpetual tokens in there, and you would just have your perpetual mechanics down to like minus one, minus two, whatever this is, that is, right. and you just have them. When one of your creatures get it, if you don't have a sleeve, you just set across the creature, grab a perpetual token, mark it, put it in the deck, right. or wherever it needs to go. Or um, if it is going to be... Uh, something where it is a sleeve, you just take it out like you were initially saying, Tuck, put it in, and now you shuffle it, and now it's no big deal, even in the 60-card construct. Right, right, now, right, granted, right. 
I guess that would mean each player would probably need a stack of whatever if they're <laughs> playing perpetual. But I mean, you have to have a stack for tokens. Oh, in general, yeah, it comes so with the territory. It. You need you need your tokens. You need your whatever else that you're dealing yep. with. Your one one counters, dice, your dice, yeah, all there that you go. stuff to, to handle. So like, it's part of the game. And I think this of the bunch is is pretty feasible. There we go. All right, we're on to my favorite one, and I get to kick this off. We're go talking right about Conjure, baby. Not the card, not the card. Conjure creates cards out of thin air as a digital object that acts just like a normal card would. So it's not a token. It is literally a copy of the card. We already have those mechanics in Magic. We make copies of stuff all the time, and it's not a right. token copy. It'll just be a copy. Powerful, powerful spells and artifacts can conjure up iconic, powerful, or just plain useful cards from, and hold your breath, Tropical Island is one of the examples that you can get along with more, <laughs> the better known Pegasus, Stormfront Pegasus. <laughs> yeah, Stormfront Pegasus. <laughs> uh -huh, and actually a very popular card, Ponder. So for me, this mechanic in general is so cool for an online environment. Uh, this is literally reminiscent of Hearthstone. They just ripped it off of Hearthstone. I played oh, that really? on the toilet for years. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, it's, it was always great because you would do this random thing. You had no idea what the hell you were going to get, you know, in a magic world, like randomly you would get like a dreadnought or a planes. Right. And it's just like the, the dynamic that you can get, uh, is just all over the place. So I'm here for it. I think it's very, very cool. And I think we have a way to make it work in paper, but squee, mm. how do you feel about conjure? I feel if, and this is a big if, if this were to happen in paper, in Commander, in Magic the Gathering, this is the first instance because they specifically reference Tropical Island where the reserve list gets killed. No, no, because these aren't reprints. They would just make copies. I know, but it, it makes the copy of the card the same value for nothing. You can get I a like tropical that. island I like for that. pretty free. I like that. So then your original tropical island's value goes from $900, $800 to but, Squee, I you're can conjure it up for fun. You're getting off topic. Just how do you feel about conjure? Because now you're starting to talk about bringing it into paper. Completely yes, different. Yes, yes, yes. Fair and and fair I enough. have something for that because uh, I, I don't want tropical islands getting reprinted. So how do you just feel about <laughs> conjure in general? I think it's all right. Like, I, I don't really mind it. Of, of the three, I think it's the least offensive. I think it's fine. You can just kind of haphazardly bring up some cards that may or may not be useful. So it's fun. But hey. at the same rate, I don't think it will have a huge effect on the game other than aforementioned statement, which I will wait to talk about later. Yeah, there we go. Tuck. Conjure? Huh? Yeah. Uh -huh. I think it's great. <laughs> I, I I think it's great, and I think I I don't want to. I I like the because it's so far the ones we've seen have been more specific where you conjure this X Y and Z thing, but I do mm -hmm. like the random aspect of it. Um, and I think that's I I like that like Hearthstone like you're, what you're talking about right where like the it's like how high do you want to fly to the sun? Is it worth it and all that stuff? Um, and I I know we're gonna get into this. Um, and I'd rather, I I want to talk about how we can implement this paper. I think wizards has already dipped its toes into this reflecting pool of how to do, oh. how to do this in the, in the actual game. In paper. All right. So here's how I think it could work in paper. Now I understand I'm taking precedence from an unglued set. Does everyone remember <laughs> askurza.com? Yeah, yes, it. yes. That's exactly oh, wow. what I was just gonna I was I yeah. was gonna bring that up during this. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think this can work in 60 card and in casual and in commander and in everything because it is GD 2021. Everyone has a smartphone or they're around someone who has a smartphone. So I don't want to hear the answer of, well, what if no one has a phone? It's like, well, you couldn't have a deck that dealt with plus one counters if you didn't have dice or some way to mark plus one counters. Like, you just couldn't yep. play the deck. If you I would guarantee a card in your deck came from your smartphone that you purchased on eBay or TCG Play or somewhere else. Right. Yeah, probably. But, like, when you think of the competitive stuff, like, you are required to bring things to the table with a 60 card. You have to have a way to keep track of your life. 
And if you have any effects in your deck that need to reflect counters or something, you have to or have tokens. stuff to do that. Yep, you, you need materials outside of just your deck and I guess a playmat's not even required. So other than your deck, you are required to have other things. And so I think once again, like I've talked with Perpetually, talked about Seek. If we wanted to do this, I think you could just do regular old conjure cards. But if you wanted to do it in a way to where people aren't just throwing conjure into everything and, oh, well, I don't have a phone or I don't have unlimited data. I'm still on a cell phone plan from 1995. Um, you can go ahead and do a legendary creature that that creature enables conjure for your deck because then you are actively choosing, oh, I'm going to build this deck. And when I build that deck, I better have my smartphone with me and it's better be charged because I'm going to be conjuring things. You conjure it like an Ask Urza. There's the Planeswalker that kind of does the deals. That's another one. You mm -hmm. can have that effect on the website. And dry erase tokens are rampant now. And so you would just use dry erase tokens. Once again, it's just another thing that you have to have to kind of play that deck. So well, and not, that's and how like, I think even, we can make it work. I And to go off that point, again, if it's like, if you want to get away from the cell phone thing, you can just be like, okay, this conjuring... Like you can just hand copy down what the conjuring options would be, right? Like a, mm -hmm, if there's right. twenty, like the askers, uh, each one of them is only there's only twenty options for each one that's random, right? And but it doesn't conjure, change on the askers. Yeah, but conjure is going to be more than twenty. They're they're using this as a we're digging into the depths of magic for stuff. Yeah. Um, well, there will be a bunch more yeah. cards available, but in commander specifically, you're going to have to deal with are they okay for this color set. Well, so that's yeah. why, yeah. That's where then that's why I'm saying like so the example of like what I was gonna get at of how they're already kind of doing this is Garth One Eyed, the legendary creature from oh. uh, Modern Horizons, because you can tap him and choose a card name that has been chosen among Disenchant, Brain Geyser, Terror, Shivan Dragon, Regrowth, and Black Lotus. Create a copy of that card with the chosen name. You may cast a copy, right? So like mm -hmm. in some form or fashion, this is effectively do, effectively doing the same thing. You're just choosing it, right? Yeah. So it could be like. The example I thought would be like conjure a basic land or something like something like that's more that's more narrow in scope than just like the randomness. That would be a way to do it in paper or you just write it down or you go to a website and roll a dice or whatever the case may be. So I think it's a, I think it would be a pain in the ass to have to go through all that, which so I wouldn't necessarily want to go jump through all those hoops to do it. But it I think it's better than you phone though. If you use mm -hmm. your phone, you wouldn't have it wouldn't be a pain in the ass. It's like, hey, let me do this. Boom. All right, that's what I got. Yeah. Let me write it or down. Or they had an app or something. Some, sure. Somebody would create a a Play Store or Apple Store app. Almost immediately, they would have all your possibilities for conjures in whatever color that you want. And you could just randomize it and just hit a random button like you would randomize a dice roll and make an app like uh, that. So, and, yeah. and, and another great example of that for the website is there's websites where you can just play Plane Chase and just it does it all randomly for you. Like it has a card and you just click it, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't necessarily like that was just an app someone built in 20 minutes from card images. And that's a good example, because if you want a plane chase, you have to go buy the plane chase cards. You need the plane chase yep. dice. Like you have to have that stuff. You can't or just, go print it out. Right. Or you can yeah. go to the website. Right. Yeah. yeah. Look, we're, we're I'll, I'll throw in my two cents here. We're all very well aware that Magic the Gathering is a pay to play game and you need to have certain things available to play, i.e. you need 100 cards. Maybe they're expensive. Maybe they're not. But you got to pay for them one way or another. Yep. You got to have them. You got to have yep. them in person. It's it's kind of like if I were just to show up to a pickup basketball game and nobody brought a basketball. <laughs> Nobody's playing the game, right? Like you got to bring your own stuff to the game that is required to play. Or it'll be like, oh yeah, you want to play barefoot? I yeah, sure, go ahead if you if you want. But we all have shoes on and it's hot outside, so good luck. I have another, sorry, I have one last point. So I'm just reading this right now. Official, check this out. This is on the rules for Garth One-Eye. Official card text for each card Garth One-Eye references can be found using the Gather Card database at gather.wizards.com, <laughs> which implies that you have to have an internet connection if you don't know what those cards do offhand. Yeah. No, I, I, I think this is very doable. And and to me, like I'm okay with it. I don't, I don't see anything very wrong with it, and I think it would, other than... My said point from earlier, like, yeah, you can conjure up some cards that are going to make people's valuable card lists worth a lot less money with just the possibility of having it in there. I think it would make a tropical islands price go down a hundred, 200 bucks. 
their tokens or copies, whatever. Yeah, um, don't you say token? Conjure. I know what a token is. Conjure no tundra token. taiga tropical. Like that's a card. It says conjures one of the ten Abraham. Now think about this. What if what if you could perpetually make a non-token copy? It's not it real. So yeah. Anyways. The biggest but it's perpetual, thing, so it's in every zone. It's always there. Before we migrate away from this, uh, the last point that I want to make is if they implemented this in paper, just imagine everyone holding their breath as someone takes their phone and hits the conjure button <laughs> or the, the, the making the deal one, and it's like, oh, God, what is he going to get? Is it a Black Lotus or is it a Brainstorm? Or is it a board wipe that's just really going to screw them? Like, just the, the is it, randomness is it an orna- makes is it, it an so ornithopter? Fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to wrap up. What's the plane chase? Now, in that last segment, Squee dives into those creative juices with the Weatherland Report. Uh, today we're talking Boros. A little bit newer here out in the world. Ooh, There's right. some fun Boros cards out there. Uh, also have to throw in a little bit of a caveat. Just for for example, uh, the Rayami deck that I talked about, I don't know, a year and a half ago, is up to like 425 decks on EDH Rex. So the possibilities oh. that I'm running out with here are slim, next to none, other than partners. I am almost in a territory where it's just partners and just not feasible cards. And I've even talked about a lot of not feasible cards. Um, this card a little bit newer, though. Uh, so I'm talking about General Ferris Rakirik. Oh. Uh, that is F-E-R-R-O-U-S, not not Ferris, F-E-R-I-S, as in Bueller. Uh, so one colorless <gasps> in Boros. Oh, this one's really good. Set. Yeah, this one's fun. Uh, Hexproof from Monocolored. Whenever you cast a multicolored spell, create a four-four red and white golem artifact creature token. Hmm. This kind of this kind of does everything that Boros generally was pretty like nobody thought Boros was good in the past, but it was decent at artifacts and mm-hmm. decent at a little bit of tokens here and there. So like this actually puts those together and gives you a bit of a shot. Something so, I find kind of cool with this. Um, this seems like a good head commander to have a secret commander in the 99 uh, with Firesong and Sunspeaker because they mm-hmm. care about having multicolored like spells. So it's like, hey guys, I'm just doing Boros and I'm making tokens, but secretly you're like a spell slinger deck and you get Ooh. those guys out and it's like, ha ha, gotcha, kill everyone. Right, right, right. And then you can put it on Feather too, right? Because doesn't it come back to your hand? Yep. Ooh. Ooh. That was tech. a ripple commander. Let's talk about some tech. Tech. Uh, right. tech. So we're talking about, as you would imagine, mostly, and well, not mostly, we're talking about all multicolored cards here. Uh, first card I wanted to talk about is a little doozy. It's an instant. It's an uncommon. It's called Justice Strike. Oh, yeah. So a red and white and target creature deals damage to itself equal to its power. Justice. What else could you want for two mana? You're going to go ahead, get yourself a nice red and white golem artifact creature token. You're going to... Unless you have some fun stuff on your own board, probably use this against somebody else's creature to get rid of it. Ideally, is the way that you want to do that. Uh, not very expensive to buy, not <laughs> expensive to play. This is an easy way to get a 4-4 four, four for 2 plus removal. And then what you do is you the, the fourth commander is actually Brash Tauner. Oh my god. Then you stack, yes. a, bunch of, you stack yes. a bunch of multicolored cards on top of it that you use this to blast somebody else. Um, I can't believe I didn't think of it. Why didn't I put Rash Chatter in my picks? I'm glad you didn't, because you also could have put Stuffy Doll in there, and that would have ruined my life. Hey, I got three picks left. There's still time. <laughs> um, but no, I like this card. The interesting thing, it'll because I think it's really good still right now, but I've noticed Wizards is printing more like off-balanced power and toughness cards. So I'm wondering, because there's a lot of cards that do that type of effect where they deal their power yeah. to themselves. I wonder yeah. how, like, at what point are those cards going to be a gamble because you could almost say like the destroy non-black creature that can kind of be a gamble card in oh, a deck where sure. it's like man yeah. what if it is a black creature like that kind of sucks and so I'm, I'm just curious you know I know we it's don't a have a bit answer, of a gamble 
Yeah. But 50% of the non-equal creatures, it only goes for toughness greater than power. This still works for all power greater than toughness. That's fair. That's fair. So, I mean, it is, yeah, it's a little bit of a gamble, but instead of, like, say, a 50-50 gamble, I'd call it a 25-75 kind of thing. Um, I enjoy this card. I think it's good. I think for the amount of money and the effect that it will have, not only are you getting a, say, you get your commander out, third turn, fourth turn, you're getting a two-drop, remove somebody else's thing, plus a 4-4 to boot. Works pretty well. It's a nice little ramp to get your board state built. So I was to your point, Mr. Combo, the commander, uh, General Ferris Rokirk is a three one. So you couldn't target him if you needed a target. And then get this fire song and Sunspeaker for six. That works. And I want to see and I and feather is a three four. So if you need a target to just generate a golem, <laughs> you can target both your backup commanders. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a beauty. All right. Uh, y'all have heard of it. We've talked about it before. Next card is Jork Dean, the yeah. Prevailer. Yep. Uh, so it's a uh, rare, it's a human warrior, three colorless, red and white, legendary creature first strike. What's interesting here is the metalcraft portion of this creature. So creatures you control get plus three, plus zero, as long as you control three or more artifacts. It's a five, four. You're going to have three or more artifacts if you're playing this deck properly. They're going to get beefed up a lot. So then you're dealing with seven fours instead of three fours. I think you just got to have this one in here as just kind of a utility card that's going to help you out. Once you get your board state built, you drop this down. All of your artifacts become much bigger than they were before. And even more importantly, Jorkadeen the Prevailer, also a target for Defiant Strike because it's a no, fight. No, it's not. It's oh, a wait, no, it would kill him. I was going the way around. It would totally kill itself. I couldn't remember if it was power or toughness, but it also does not have <laughs> the same power and toughness again. Sure. Hell, even <laughs> that was your point, theme. Mr. Combo. I'm trying to help you. I'm it's trying also to prove it's your point. Justice Strike, not Defiant Strike. And oh. with Justice Strike, regardless, I don't really care. You could target somebody else's creature, not kill it, just to make a four four for two mana. Yeah, that doesn't feel bad. Feels a little worse than than the full effect. I mean, of I would think a lot bad. of people would rather just kill it outright. But I mean, who are we to judge, right? Yeah, I mean that would that would be nice and all, but look here we are in the tank anonymous report. Um, let's talk about another card here. Where tear? Oh One yeah, of those dual. Oh cards. sure. Yep. So destroy target artifact for a colorless and a red, and then tear on the other side is destroy target enchantment for a white. This is an instant. This card's a beast. Yeah, in really Boros, good. this card's fantastic. Three mana, does everything you want things. in this deck. Mm. Yep, spot removal, and it's a little less iffy than your Justice Strike. It's going to be pretty damn specific on what you're trying to do here. Now, question for the group: I didn't know if this actually applies to the commander. Is this technically a multicolor card if you yes. only play one side of it? No. Yes. Well, yes. So it can only be in Boros or Boros decks. You can't put this in a mono red deck. Okay. But and then if I says, were to play this, would this trigger the commander's ability to create a token? Only if, if I you only play the tear side. Only if you do both. Yeah, right. Interesting. Yeah, it's silly. That's okay. why they don't, it's why they, it's why they don't do stuff like this anymore. That's why they don't do stuff like this anymore. And it was a nightmare for coding because, like, some websites, it's like where like backslash tear. Some oh, of them, yeah, it's like right, all right. one word, oh, and it's no. just like, oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> well, there you go, everybody. Happy to bring a nightmare to the table. Uh, let's round this thing out. It's got Boros in the name. Got to talk about it. I'm talking about Boros Guildmage. So uh, <laughs> hybrid red and white. Two of those. Creature human wizard. It's a hairy. Uh, one red and a colorless target creature gains haste until end of turn. And then a colorless and a white target creature gains first strike until end of turn. It's a 2-2. Two -two. To me, this is just a multifaceted get it out early get a couple four fours onto the board to build off of, and then be able to give them haste or anything else that comes out haste, be able to give them first strike, and or the underrated side of this card to me, it's a politicking card. Maybe you give somebody else's oh, creature sure. haste to go swing at somebody else. Maybe you give somebody else's creature first strike. The best the part about this is you don't have to tap it, so you can use this ability multiple times. You can use it on your turn, use it on somebody else's turn, Use it all around the board. Whatever mana you have available, you can save it to use this card to build off of this. But I think this plays very nicely with the commander as well as just being a utility card to run with. You could call it the Kenrith tech. 
Ah. Um, one addition, I think, to this deck, and I don't think it gets a lot of play because of its condition, but it sounds like from the way that Squeeze building this, the condition doesn't matter. It's only in 2,000 decks out of the eligible over half a million decks it could be in. It is colorless. Sounds up my alley. And it's only 29 cents. And I believe people bitch about Boros not being able to draw cards. So Tome Correct. of the Guild Pact seems amazing in this deck. Oh, that card's really good, yeah. Five it's, colorless I can artifact, yep. rare. Whenever you cast a multicolored spell, draw a card. And it yep. gives you a little bit of Manalith mana by tapping for any uh, mana of one color. So I did think about talking about this card, and then I knew you were going to bring up Manalith, so I didn't bring it up. <laughs> and then here we are. And you brought it up anyways. Uh, and, and we brought and up Manalith anyways. And back. And, and scene. Uh, I do want to get. Yeah. I, do, I do want to throw out one last thing, real quick. Uh, obviously, a Boros Charm is a staple in this one. Of course, uh, of course. Uh, do you know who the artist of Boros Charm and several of the other Boros uh, cards are? Is no, your old pal Zoltan Boros. What? <laughs> I, I I I don't understand the reference. Please tell me they oh, named yes. Boros after Zoltan Boros. I, they had to have, because I'm looking, it's like, he has a fair amount of Brian Stard arm. It's it's interesting. All right. <laughs> Look here, Vorthos nerds. Get on that. Get back to us. Let us know what's up. In the meantime, uh, I'm going to kick out of this anonymous report and back into the MTG Action 4 News crew with Mr. Combo and Big Tuck. Thank you for staying with us, and as always, remember the great giveaways from CMD Tower and Level 1 Game Shop by retweeting, subscribing, following, liking, sharing, and placing orders at level1gameshop.com. Another way to support your team is head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. With reward tiers for all the budgets, there is a way that you, the collective, can help. You can also check out our store, cmdtower.com slash merch. We sell tokens, we sell coins, we sell playmats, we sell sleeves. The only thing we don't sell are dreams. You can stay in touch with your MTG Action 4 News team by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and our website, cmdtower.com. You can get directly with the team at cmdtower, at miscommoner5, all spelled out except for the five, at dearsquee, at Big Tuck Tweeting, from your MTG Action 4 News team. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and...